Welcome to the introduction to what is a slightly strange episode. This episode is in three parts. Uh, the first part of the episode was recorded up on the top of Mount Melville, and then I had to finish the other, uh, the rest of it at the base, at the bottom of Mount Melville, and that recording got interrupted, so I had to have it in three parts. So there might be a few little gaps here and there. Please, uh, please hang in. The first one is a little bit more introspective than the than the second part, uh, but it's talking well madness. So here it is. Thank you. Welcome to episode forty-four of Talking Wild Madness. This is Adam. It is about four o'clock in the morning. And we're up on the top of Mount Melville in Albany, uh, which is a really pretty spot. At the moment, it's not that pretty because it's it's pitch black. Um, But I've been up here before when the sun has come up, and it's, um, yeah, it's quite spectacular. Um, Elevation, I think, is one of the keys to life in, in all things. Elevation, geographically, physically. I think is one of the keys, just in its in its in its uh, perspective altering uh, function. It's really good. Thinking about uh, university and what it does to some people, and, and for some people it it does it does wonderful things, particularly if. Well, like elevation, particularly if it is changing the perspective of your reality, whatever that whatever that started to be, and I suppose it also depends on on what you're studying. But if you're studying an um, an arts degree, which which is the the degree everyone makes fun of, which I understand completely. But people, I think, are only making fun of it because they're coming from the judgment that they make on that degree. They're coming from a, a perspective that doesn't really see the value in it. Uh, my experience from doing a... I did a philosophy degree was you were basically just being exposed to ideas all the time. Different ways of taking in the earth. And obviously the earth can be taken in a variety of different ways. And you hope that, you really hope, no matter what a person's worldview is, you really hope that they have arrived at that worldview as with a conscious choice after experiencing a variety of, of other worldviews. So you, you don't want the uh, extreme right-wing madman. You don't want him to be a product of a family of extreme right-wing madmen and women. You want him to have looked at a hundred different worldviews and then decided, for whatever reasons, reasons that make sense to him or her, that they are going to be this person with this ideology, they're going to be this person with this worldview. And similarly, you don't want the calm, peaceful uh, Buddhist 
to be a Buddhist simply because he was raised in a family of of, uh, of, of Buddhists and Buddhism. You you want the you you want the Buddhist to be to have arrived at becoming a Buddhist after making a decision from a variety of different choices. And some people, some people when they go to university, different differentiate the ideas as these ideas are true and these ideas are not true. But really, as as all the ideas are just speculations, they're all true in a sense. They are all true, and you can adopt either of those worldviews. I, I think that I think that's. And then, um, yeah, and then I was thinking, it's probably, I think, of all the virtues, and I don't know if this is a virtue, um, but I think classiness is a underrated, maybe almost forgotten virtue, and that to have a sense of class about you, and I'm not, obviously I'm not talking about whether you've got money or whether you haven't got money, but that just have have uh, have some class uh, on the weekend uh, I went to Perth and, and played uh, played a few gigs up there and on Saturday night speaking of class I, um, myself and Max and Lockie uh, who I'd never met before but we went and played a gig together and it was a Saturday night and it was in Scarborough which is a beachside town part of the part of Perth city and Lockie came recommended from a drummer that I wanted to book for the gig, but he wasn't available. And he said, look, I can't do it, and I know you need a mandolin player as well. Lockie's a mandolin player, and he's brilliant, and you might you might know a drummer. And Lockie did know a drummer, um, who, who was Max. And Max, is, uh, Max was phenomenal, and Lockie was phenomenal too. And the gig felt like we'd been playing for... We've been playing a thousand shows together. Like it, it felt really, really good. Um, but just off, off to stage right, there was a security guy. Uh, because it was a beachside bar nightclub place, uh, it was uh, and it was a Saturday night, and it's the end of summer here in in Australia, which means it's you know it's going to drop from. 40 degrees to, to 35 degrees that's so uh, the summer will roll along but the place was packed 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 with people and at the beginning of the night when you walk in with your gear you ask people you know where where's the stage where do i have to go where, where do we go set up and then you meet the security guards and you meet the the bar the barmen the bar women you meet the manager and all this kind of stuff and it's Saturday night, and it's eight o'clock, and it's it's just starting to, to get insane. But one of the security guards, I I met, I, I don't remember his name, which is, yeah, which is definitely a shame on me. But he remembered he remembered my name from the when I introduced myself, and then he every time we chatted during the night, he would say my name at the same time. And we were talking. I was talking to him about how long he'd been a security guard and what he was doing before this and all that kind of stuff. And he would have been about fifty-five. 
he was an older older man, and he wasn't a very uh, large man or intimidating man. Uh, he he was one of these guys that was a security guard that used his his wits, I suppose, more than his more than his physical um, ability or physical presence. And he had like lots of teeth missing. He he had um, yeah quite a few teeth missing, and he he was like a leathered older fella. He looked like he'd had his share of of, uh, of cigarettes and and experiences. Uh, but he kept he he kept uh, calling me by my name through, all throughout the night. Uh, and then even as we were packing up at like half past twelve or would have been even close to one o'clock. Um, he was still there, and he said goodbye, Adam. And I just thought, man, that is <laughs> that guy is very, very classy, very, very classy. Which I really, yeah, I really, really appreciated it. Welcome to episode 44 of Talking Wild Badness. This is Adam. Um, just an update on what's happening uh, at the moment. Uh, we, for the film, I have taken a, a, a few weeks off writing, I think. It feels like a few weeks. I think it's probably only maybe a week and a half. Uh, and for anyone listening who doesn't know, there's a, a film that uh, I'm going to make at the end of the year called Edward and Isabella. It's a two-person cast feature film uh, at the moment the screenplay is still halfway done and I've just stopped writing every single day for like I said about a week and a half maybe two weeks but it feels time is, is when you don't have a place to go every day like a like work or a job or a uh, you know school pickup and things like that I, it might be just me but it, I'm having time is taking on a very unusual uh, perspective. No, I'm, I'm taking on a, a different perspective of time. So it's now, it's at the end of February uh, 2020, but it feels like the last two months, the last two months feel like 10 months. Uh, whereas usually, usually the, the, the weeks and the days and the months creep up on you, but, and then you turn around and it's like July, but it, it's, it's worse. It's still February, so that that's interesting. I don't know what any I don't know what that means, but it's just a, an observation. I think I'm getting more comfortable with the act of just creating and and all the things that go with the creating, which is a lot of uh, I suppose organizing or it's not really paperwork, but it's it's emails and. And, and finding finding things out and chasing down leads and that kind of thing. So at the moment we have uh, Frank uh, is on board as the as the uh, cinematographer. Frank's bringing his uh, small uh, sound crew as well. So we have a audio operator, and we I think we pretty much have one of the actors, uh, and we just need to find Edward. Um, I think we have, I think we do have the, the, the actress. Um, so there is a grant that I can apply for that is, I think it's, it's either, it's either $50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars. And I mean, we don't need a hundred thousand dollars to make this film. It's a very small 
uh, it's a feature film, but it's a very small film. Although it would be nice, it would be nice to, to get a hundred thousand dollars and share it around with the casting crew. But we'll, I'm reluctant to spend all the time that it would take to fill out the application form <clears throat> because obviously the grants are not guaranteed, and that would take a hell of a lot of that would be some serious paperwork. So I'm not sure. I haven't decided whether or not to go go in for that. Tomorrow is the final uh, studio recording for the new album. Uh, so I've booked a few hours with Michael Kranich down here in Albany, who's an amazing uh, producer. And so I have one more, um, one more song to record, uh, which we should be able to get done tomorrow afternoon. Uh, and then, and then that'll be it. And then I'll ask Michael to uh, get all the all the songs together and, and kind of produ- uh, master them in the same in the same sound envelope kind of thing. And then it'll be up on the it'll be up on the website. Hopefully, some depending on how on how much time Michael needs and how much uh, uh, when when he's available. Obviously, so hopefully the album should be up within a week or two. Um, and if, yeah, if Michael works really fast, it could be up tomorrow night, but probably not. The website is 80% complete and is now available to look. You can go online at adammorris.net and the, the website's there. Not all the buttons work for buying things just yet. And not all the, there's, for example, the music page is empty. So that uh, needs to be uploaded. I need to come up with a name for the album as well. And I have to worry about pricing. So I was thinking, I was asking a couple of people what they thought was a fair price to download an album. So it's either it's either going to be $5 or $10 to download the, the, um, to download the album. So we'll, we'll see how we go. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I was up Mount Melville, which is one of the one of the two main mountains. They're more like hills. They're yeah, whoever was naming them made mountains out of out of mole hills. Definitely, the the Mount Melville and Mount Clarence are the two Al, uh, Albany city hills, and my uh, parents happened to live on one of them. And I was a bit restless last night and went up to the top of Mount Melville, there's a giant, uh, it's like a spark plug looking building. And on the top there's uh, internet and phone, phone poles, but it was, it was catching some of the electrical storm that was coming from, from Perth last night. And every now and then it would, it would just flash purple. This, this white concrete tower would just, Go. It looked like someone. It looked like someone from Krakow had, had snuck around and, and had rigged up a lighting, uh, rigged up a part of the yeah. And it was yeah, it was quite beautiful. And I didn't bring any shoes, and I decided I was just going to have a walk around uh, without uh, without any shoes on, and it felt marvelous. It felt really really good. So I think I might start walking around without any shoes on. Although you have to be careful in a small country town. If you, <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy wearing, wearing his dead uncle Eddie's pants with no shoes on and the same t-shirt for three days. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, that, that might be, I might have to just save that for when I'm at home, uh, when I get home, which should be in about one, two, ten days I, I get to go home. Unless the people in there want to extend their stay. Hopefully they don't, but um, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of, Frank has, has given me, sorry, Frank is giving me some foreign films. Frank is a very serious but very sweet guy, and he has taste in film, very seemingly sophisticated taste. And uh, I, I feel like when I'm in his presence and we're talking about films or we're talking about movies, I really starkly feel like the student, which is a great, really nice feeling. Uh, and he is going to give me, uh, he's going to give me, some Iranian films. He's going to give me some uh, um, Finnish films. He's going to give me some Turkish films. Uh, he's just he, he just seems to have his finger on 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 the international film pulse. Oh, that was such a cliche, but he does. So I'm bringing him over a. Uh, he's asked me to bring over like a, a drive because he has them and he's going to give them to me. So I'm going to be running a little private film festival over the next week. Uh, I'm going to try and watch one of these films every night. <clears throat> but I've been watching, in in the meantime, I've been watching a lot of interviews with film directors. And I was, I was watching Sidney Lumet being interviewed today. And if you don't know who Sidney Lumet is, he, I think his first film was 12 Angry Men which is a black and white movie from, I think it was 1957. And it's a brilliant film. If you've never seen it before, I would highly recommend it. It's set in a jury room back in, back in 19, well, obviously back in 1957. And it's all shot in one room. It's got Henry Fonda in it and, and a few other people you might, you might recognize. And it is, it's a masterpiece of, of, of filmmaking. And, and, it's a movie that you can watch over and over and over and over again. And particularly if you're interested in, in dialogue over say action, it's, it's a really tremendous, it's a tremendous piece of work and listening to him talk about the film making process and the way he was describing how he used the camera reminded me of how Frank was talking about when he was asking me questions about the camera and I couldn't answer the questions. He was talking about, are you using the vocabulary of film to tell your story? Also, not, not just dialogue, not just, just the words. Uh, and so yeah, it is a nice feeling to be the uh, neophyte in the room, the, the person who knows next to nothing. So I'm, I'm really, I'm going to be leaning pretty heavily on, on Frank. And I'm also going to be leaning heavily on, um, just instinct, I think as well. And I'm, I'm confident that the, uh, the ability to work in other forms well, uh, will transfer. And I, I, I'm hoping so anyway. And well, there's only one way to find out. So we're going to, we're going to go and find out. And that, that feeling of being the student, I was watching another documentary with Francis Ford Coppola and he was saying learning is, is one of the only things that brings so much pleasure that doesn't bite you back. 
And he said, like, food, you can eat the most wonderful food, but you end up getting fat, and you can drink the most marvelous drinks in the world, but you end up getting sick, and then you can chase women, and <laughs> that ends where that ends. But uh, he said learning is, is, is the one great pleasure that, that there's no recoil, there's no, there's no negative repercussion. And I thought that was really a tremendous, yeah, I thought it was a really tremendous insight. So I, I'm looking forward to to being a pupil over the next six months and then uh, getting getting down to it. And I think that's a better use of my energy is to just focus on the on the work, on the creative work, rather than spend, you know, three or four weeks writing a grant proposal. Um, and they are grueling things, the grant proposals. I did, I did one or two of them, I think like a decade ago when we went and toured uh, I think for the second tour that we did in Canada with the band, I think we sat down and it. We spent days filling out these forms, and get it getting all. Oh, it was just horrendous. And then we didn't we didn't get anything. We didn't get any any money. So it was just like a whole. And then we could we went and did the tour anyway, and it was, it was it was marvelous fun. And you know, so we had less money on the on the tour than than we would have had we been given given the handout. Uh, but yeah, there is something about that, that in, injecting yourself into that bureaucracy for the, for the, for the fabled promise of some cash. And then I think we'd just be, I think the cash might get in the way of the film if we got it. I'm sure, I'm sure it wouldn't be cash. I'm sure they wouldn't give you a briefcase of money. Maybe they would. I don't know. I've never, I've never, never, never had one. So the only other thing, yeah, this is definitely turning into a, a housekeeping uh, episode, but it's okay. I'm, uh, it's good to air, get it out of my headspace and share it around. So if you're if you're still listening, um, thank you. And if you are, are not, oh, I apologize. But then you couldn't even hear it if I'm, anyway. So the oh, big thank you to everyone who's bought a copy of, of Bird. The editor got in touch and said that they're going to plan an official launch in April. So I think that might there might be a mini local launch down in Albany, and then there might be another one in Perth, uh, and then there might be another one over east, but I don't know. It's, we'll, we'll, he's, we're going to have a chat about it, so see if it's going to be worthwhile or not. Um, he did say that there has nearly been 100 copies sold already, which is absolutely wonderful. Like that's, he said that was more than, than normal. So that's, that's been really, really cool. Um, so yeah, very, very happy. And thank you if, if you're one of those people that, that, that picked up a copy. Uh, he sent me a list today of, of places that he has sent the book out to be reviewed. Now, I don't know if this list is a list that they're, it's definitely going to be re reviewed in or if this is a list that he's just sending them out to. Uh, so he sent the Australian and the West Australian and the Guardian, the Herald, which is, and then the Age, is that the same paper? The Westerly, Overland, the Saturday paper, and ABC. So I don't know if that's actually, I've just, I've sent him an email back asking him, is, is they, are they all actually going to cover it or if, if uh, 
if that's like if, if that's a lottery and, we'll, and maybe one of those will cover it so i don't know but it's exciting either way um but yeah so i'm looking looking forward to it there is a, a new boardwalk getting built in albany and it's it's taking a very very long time uh and i was watching uh, well, I wasn't watching. I was, I was being told that in China they built a hospital in two days, and I have seen a video of them building a bridge in forty-five minutes. And I don't know who they've got down at the foreshore moving the dirt around here in Albany, but I would, oh, I would bet, I would bet all the money in my pockets that the people in the Bobcats are not Chinamen. Uh, these fellas are taking an extraordinarily long time. Uh, they've been at it for weeks. You know, talking about the perspective of time being different. If you were watching the last three weeks, four weeks of construction at the beach, you would be forgiven thinking that it's the same day. It really looks like very little, very, very little has happened. So maybe once everyone has, has been screened for coronaviruses, we should get some Chinese construction workers down here and get, I mean, if anyone knows about building walls, it's uh, it's it's the Chinese people. So there's supposed to be a beautiful uh, wall and a boardwalk that wraps around the whole mountain to go to the new hotel that's been built down in the foreshore. But uh, yeah, it, it looks like it's taking a very, very long time. I think it was like they're building a Hilton, but I think the Hilton might get finished before this boardwalk gets finished. But I don't want to be ranting about uh, about slow construction work at all. The university class that I'm teaching, that's going to be starting in a couple of weeks' time. And it's been really nice because I've, I've had students from last year who have um, – they, they, they were published. They found some uh, – we didn't have a novel – published but we had quite a few short stories and quite a few pieces of poetry that were that were published and two of the students had their work in a, a compilation anthology um, I don't know no it's not an anthology it's just a compilation of um, of poetry the book's called uh, once I really hope I've got that right and it's available on line as well and if i can remember the name i think it's night sparrow press i should just quickly look that up while i'm here at the computer night parrot maybe oh they're gonna kill me if i get this wrong yeah night parrot press and the book is called once and there are two students from last year who have who are featured in the book uh, Mark and Ellie, and if you are if you love your short stories and and uh, poetry, then head off over to Night Parrot Press and pick up a uh, pick up one of the books. It was really quite thrilling. Uh, just talking about being, it's nice to be the student. It's also really nice to be the the teacher and to uh, to have played a very small part in encouraging people to to um to submit their work and for them to become for them to become uh, you know part of part of um of something that they that they haven't before and yeah it's, that's a really nice it's a nice feeling so t teacher or student they're both they're both very nice uh, very nice feelings
and I and I hope that's um, that'll be the first of many to, to come for both Mark and for Ellie. I think Ellie's on number six or seven at this stage anyway. Uh, and, and Mark and Ellie both came to the class last year already fully formed writers. So the when I said I had a small role, it literally was just a role of encouragement and, hey, you should try that and you should submit here and you should keep submitting. That was all. Uh, I, I had no no part, no real part in, in, in making them making them better writers than they than they were. Um, but yeah, very very nice very nice feeling to, to be a part of anyway. So there will be drinks this afternoon at the fourth anchor. There's a there's a bar down here called the Third Anchor, which is very nice and it has really nice uh, little creatures IPA uh, on tap down there, which is this super strong uh, pale ale, Indian pale ale. And you can't have very many of them uh, because, yeah, you just can't have very many of them at all. Otherwise, you end up staggering into the building site and trying to drive one of the bobcats home. Uh, so there's a there's undulating steps that go up from the beach all the way up to halfway up the mountain. This is the other mountain. This is Mount Clarence. And myself and my friends perch up there and bring our own our own beer and sit on the benches up there and take in the the site of, of Middleton Middleton Beach and it's really yeah it's quite wonderful so that's the fourth anchor so this afternoon this afternoon drinks at, uh, at the fourth anchor and uh, yeah have a look see what the construction site is up to and we will we will uh, down is it download we'll download our uh, experiences since we've seen each other last and hopefully re recharge and restore our, uh, ourselves. So that's all that's happening. It's a little bit of a, of a shorter podcast today. Uh, Tom will be back on tomorrow for episode 45. So just another big thank you to everyone who's been so supportive. Uh, people have been sending really, really lovely messages who have, uh, who have bought the book and have, have read the book. And have, and have just been, yeah, it's been really, really lovely. So I don't know how many times I've said thank you today, but, uh, but thank you very much again. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.